The upcoming presentation is a two-man power trip of wrestling podcast production. You're listening to Eyes Up Here, the Queen's Extreme Podcast. Starring the Queen of Extreme, Francine. Exclusively on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. Alright, here we get going right now. This is Eyes Up Here. Live and in living color on audio and video on the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcasting empire. If you didn't know by now, my name is Chad and as always, I'm joined by my tag team partner here on Eyes Up Here. The one and only Queen of Extreme, Francine. Francine, looking lovely today. Welcome to uh, episode number four. Happy Monday to you. Absolutely. You. I hate How Mondays, but it's great to uh, great to be on Eyes Up Here. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of Monday, but this makes it a little more uh, tolerable. So, um, And that's what a lot of the people listening have told me. They say, <laughs> you know, we don't like Mondays, but you're making it better. So thank you for that, everyone. I appreciate it. Yeah, on a Monday, it's always uh, it's hard to get the work week started. But, yeah. you know, it's uh, it's easy when you got us in your ears, which is, uh, <laughs> which is phenomenal. And, hey, yeah. and I say we're on audio and video because you're listening to the audio and you can watch the video by subscribing to the Eyes Up Here Francine Podcast Patreon page, where you can see the reason I say she's looking so lovely today, folks, is because she stole my hat gimmick this week. I, I am channeling my inner J-Lo today, and I have my, my big hoops on with my hat, and I'm representing Troma Video. Yeah. I got my little tank top on. That's so. awesome. Are you a Troma fan? Let me just explain something. I <laughs> loved Troma. Like, okay. um, I, I'm pretty sure I was even asked to participate in a movie back in the Chiller oh, convention days. But I think I, I, I think I was supposed to take my top off, and I was uh, like, Nah, I'm not gonna okay. do that. Um, but I, I love them so much, and I used to have the biggest um, uh, VCR collection. Um, of their movies like yeah. what is it? uh VHS. VHS, VHS. V- vcr i got one behind me here in my media center i got I one can't. right there I, I couldn't even remember the name it's been so long um but i i used to have a ton of tapes and once i had children <laughs> i was no longer able to watch horror movies really yeah it 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 makes anytime I see something horrible happen to someone, it makes me go, "Oh my god, God forbid! What if that happened to my kids?" Oh. I can't. It's it's. I don't know if it's a mom thing because others have said the same thing. I can't watch it anymore. And I used to love horror movies, and I used to love trauma. And now, granted, trauma is more like comedy horror, but it's, it's but it's very gory. <laughs> yeah, it's gory over and, the top. Yeah, I mean, Tromeo and Juliet was one of my favorites. Like, I used to love them so much. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't watch horror anymore because it freaks me out. Ooh, you're missing out. It's uh, I know it's such a staple. You know, with me and my wife, I mean, we've just we've, horror really. For, oh gosh, I mean, for the 20 years we've been together, I mean, it's always it started with you know, renting the tapes, buying the tapes, renting the DVDs, buying DVDs, and then 
yeah, we took a little bit of a break when the kids came in just because when do you have time to really sit and watch a movie on a friggin' Friday That's and Saturday true. night? Yeah. So uh, we took a snooze for a little bit, but we just started up uh, three weeks ago doing basically one horror movie every weekend and building up to uh, to, to Halloween, getting the spirit. It's, uh, it's, it's always something fun, but not the trauma. I, I, I like to watch like reviews of them, and I've seen them in the past, Toxic Avenger and all that oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. I can't sit and watch them though. They're just too over the top with the. It's a the good car, time. The squirts a, and the splatters it's and so stuff. great. That's what makes it great. It, it just the 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 fact that you can see the little uh, tube coming out that that the blood <laughs> is starting out makes it so much more uh, fun to watch. You know. Well, um, I'll give you some trivia if you'd like. I probably won't know it, but you I'll know it. No, I'll give, it's just a little tidbit, little little trivia you can tell okay. your friends and press them. Uh, uh, my the, friends, okay. Yeah, this this Friday night around the uh, you know the uh, the the kitchen table, you can impress uh-huh. the family. Did you know uh-huh. that pro wrestlers versus zombies, the vehicle, the multi, uh, the motion picture vehicle of the franchise Shane Douglas, <laughs> is distributed by Troma? I did not know that, and and I do have that film. And I've never watched it. Check. Oh, jeez. Sorry. Jeez. Oh, Turn the mic I off. I know. I need Good to. God. I've never. Yeah, we have it. I, I probably need to. Is it? Is it a cult classic? Like uh, it is about as culty and. Not going to win an Oscar. It is. Uh, it would win a Razzie if you know what the Razzies. Are. I do know what the Razzies are. Okay. Well. But- if you, like, if you like to see the franchise acting uh, as a heel, but this time in uh, yeah motion picture format, okay, then All right. pro, pro wrestlers versus zombies is your. Uh, I'm gonna your have movie. to. I'm gonna have to sit down and and do that. Um, yeah, I mean we, you know, like I said, it's Disney, Disney, Disney in this house, and uh, not much time for other things. But um, we did we did have an emotional moment this week. If if I could. Uh, elaborate on it absolutely um, and and you're gonna have to come to terms with this because your children are younger than mine okay great um, no, i'm about to get depressed thanks a lot yeah, no 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 <laughs> it's, it's not really well for me it was depressing uh i tweeted about it but for those of you who missed it i'm gonna tell the story again because it's adorable and i'm telling it and it's my podcast so listen um <laughs> so my daughter lost a tooth and she's 10 so you know it was one of her back teeth and there's there's probably two or three more that she doesn't get rid of or how many i don't know she lost the tooth and she says mom uh my tooth came out you know i'm gonna put it under my pillow so i say okay because we're keeping the myth alive in this house we still do easter bunny tooth fairy santa claus they're all they're all alive and well here um now she does have a brother who's seven so keep that in mind yeah uh so i said okay so i take the tooth and my gimmick is i always put it in like a plastic baggie because if you put it in a baggie it's easier to find under the pillow and you can grab the tip and you can slide it out that way you're not digging looking for this little tooth waking the kid up (laughs) i'm I'm a genius okay that's very smart (laughs) I'm i'm a genius so I, I put it in the baggie. We go upstairs and she says, I want to write the tooth fairy a note. And I said, okay. So she writes a note and I read the note and I should have brought the note downstairs. I saved it. It was adorable. Um, and she, she said, you have something. One of the lines was you have my 
um, you ha you will always have my gratitude or something like that. And she spelled gratitude correctly. And I was so proud. And she, she just wrote this really cute letter. And she says, uh, do you think the tooth fairy will write me back? And I said, sure, why not? I said, she'll write you back. So I was going to excuse myself and say I had to go to the laboratory and I was going to run downstairs, write the letter and have it ready so I could switch. Then she tells me she wants to bring the letters to school and show everybody. And the red flag went off and oh, I was boy. just like, uh, <laughs> okay. So I, I text my husband and I'm just like, do I need to explain this now? Because number one, the kids are either going to make fun of her or they're going to smarten her up. And so there's not a tooth fairy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like she's yeah. 10. She's Play in fifth grade. It's playground talk. You know, you let one yeah. thing slip out and then it's all over. It's all oh, she wrote. Oh, for sure. So I'm, and, and she's just sitting there so innocently looking at this note. And, I, and I'm just like, honey, I got to talk to you. And she's like, am I in trouble? And I said, no. And I had the money in my hand. And I handed it to her. Oh my gosh. What and, a heel. <laughs> uh, she, <laughs> but as I handed it to her, I started to sob. Oh, I started man. crying. I'm crying now because this makes me so sad. Uh. I handed her the money and she looked at me and she was just like, what's this for? And I said, <laughs> I just said, mommy and daddy are the tooth fairy. Oh God, what a heel. And look up, look at me. This, I, is, this is why you should join Patreon because I am <laughs> just a mess. Um, she looked at me and, and she says, what do you mean? And so I had to explain it to her. And she's like looking at me and then she starts crying. So I start crying. So we're both crying. Oh she's gosh. hugging me, right? She says, well, Thank, thank you for ruining my childhood. Oh, jeez. But, but I understand why you told me. <laughs> I'm just like, I said, wow. if, if the kids would have told you at school, would you have cried? Would you have felt bad? Like, I would rather her cry home than cry at school or be sad at school. And then the rest of her day is shot. You know what I mean? Yeah. I had to tell her. And now in the back of my head, I'm going, oh, my God, is she going to ask me about Santa next? Like, is she going to? Oh, she didn't say anything. She just was like, so then she turns around. She goes, well, are, are we going to, like, lie about it to, you know, to her brother? And I said, yeah. I said, it's a little white lie. I said, because he's only seven. He's got, like, three more years. Let's keep it going for his sake. So she goes, okay, we will. And But it was such an emotional Oh my God. If you're not a parent, you some people might be going, oh God, shut up. And listen, if you're a parent, these are the little things that make you realize that your kids aren't babies anymore and that yeah. they're going into that next stage of life. It tore my heart out to tell her that. Oh God. My heart's it, beating as you're saying it because so, I could. <laughs> oh it was my God. so difficult for me to just sit and, and we were getting ready for bed. So now she's crying, you know, you know, putting the kids to bed. And they're crying before it makes it even harder for them to fall asleep. You know, yeah. it was so traumatic for, I felt like the biggest asshole on the planet. I felt so bad. Um, but I was trying to protect her from the other snot nosed brats that were going to rat me out and say, no, your mom gives you the money. Cause that would have been horrible, you know? So, um, that was devastating. <laughs> 
really hard. It's very hard. I give you I credit, hated though. it. I really, I'll give you a lot of credit because, you know, those are the things that, like you said, you, you, you kind of look down the road and my, you know, my older daughter's eight and she's smart as a whip. And you sit there and you say, sometimes you go, you know, she's so smart. How is she not kind of put two and two together? Right. Uh-huh. And I mean, and for me, like, you know, I'm the king of the hiding places. I've always been very stealth about, you know, protecting the magic. And there was one time last year about Santa Claus. She said somebody on a playground said something about, oh, it was Elf on the Shelf. It was like, oh, you know, that's not real. Your parents are the ones that move it. And she said, do you really move Elfie every night? And I said, and I was like, you know, look, do you think that I have the, like, wherewithal? You think I have have it in me at night to, to move this thing around and have it doing the crazy things that it does? I said, the magic is within you. If you believe the magic, then that is where the magic lies. Do not let anybody else tell you what you, you know, what you want to think. And right. hopefully that bought me a little bit of time, but I give you I, a lot of credit. So. That's a tough conversation to have. I think you did a great job by uh, the way you, way you handled that. It was it was absolutely horrifying. <laughs> I was just like, I didn't want to do it. I really didn't want to do it. And then I said to myself, please don't ask about Santa. Don't ask about the Easter Bunny. <laughs> don't ask about anything else because it's going to be a long night. Right. If you had to concede one, you could concede the Easter Bunny. You can concede the Easter Bunny, right? If you had to give up one of those two. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, Get rid of the damn bunny. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just, I, I'm trying to keep my kids little for as long as I can. Yeah, I, I hear and, you. And I'm running out of time because, like like you said, my kids are super smart. They're, they're on to things. Uh, I think I think she's starting to, to question things, but she wants to believe so bad that it's still a thing for her now. Yeah. And if we can keep it alive, like I, I was saying about, you know, Santa Claus, they give the kids time off. So it's not like there's Christmas. Then the next day they go back and they can right. say, well, Santa said, you know, by the time they go back to school, maybe they're not going to talk about Santa Claus anymore. So maybe I still have another year to, to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it was, I'm telling you, it was one of the hardest things I had to do. To see her little face just look at me like that's heartbreaking. Oh my gosh, it was so hard. It was so hard, but she, you know. But thank you for ruining my my childhood. But I that's understand. Rough. That's like that's the Mr. Fuji salt in the eyes. <laughs> that's what that is. That was you got through it. You said it, and then she had to drop like a hammer. Like, Hing, here you she go. She did, but she was a trooper about it. She, I mean, just so cute. You know how. I, and then the next day, I was like, are you mad at me? She's like, no, I'm not mad at you. And I was like, I'll still give you money when your teeth fall out. And she's like, okay. You know, so you're still going to get the cash. A, just show her a trauma film next while you're at oh, it. Good Lord. No, that's too much. But, um, yeah, so that that was my uh, that was my um, trauma this week with her. Um, but you, you'll see. If you guys aren't parents yet, you'll you'll see when, when you are because it's it's very hard. Um yeah, I will go all out to protect Christmas as long as possible. I, I will protect yeah. that as long as because I I'm all in on on Christmas. I started buying presents for them in July. <laughs> so, well, you know something stashy, about Christmas. Stashy and stashy. You're hiding them. Oh, um, I've been hiding for months. Christmas it, it could be difficult because we're lucky. We go to the same place every year to see Santa, mm-hmm. and it's the same Santa Claus every year. But if you are like a mall person, you might get a different Santa Claus that doesn't yeah, even look year. like. 
And that's, I remember one time we, you know, cause we go to the same place, but then at school they have like breakfast with Santa Claus or something. Right. We went to that one and it was a different Santa. And my daughter, my, she said, Oh mom, that's not the same as Santa Claus. Like, and I said, Oh, well sometimes they send helpers. Like I didn't even know what to say. I said, sometimes they, they send helpers because we were consistently seeing the same guy yeah. every year. And now here's this guy who doesn't even look like the other guy. And he's wearing a completely different outfit, different beard. I'm like, oh, God, what? I shouldn't have even came today. Like, what am I doing? But she was on it. And she's just like, yeah, that's not the real Santa Claus. And I was like, no, he's just a helper. You know, it's hard for Santa to get everywhere during the year, except for that one night when he could do everything in a matter of eight hours. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Wow, what a week. Jeez, that's... That, that's that's kind of crazy because, you know, I don't know if that overshadows your other magic for the week. And we can kind of go into this before we have our guest pop on here in a couple of minutes. But to to have the Tooth Fairy uh, magic pulled, you had some other magic thrown your way. A uh, little anniversary in the Disney World this past week. 48th. Walt, Walt Disney World. Yes. It was the 48th anniversary of Magic Kingdom, which was lovely. I put a tweet up telling... Walt Disney World that I love them and I got a tweet back and I didn't expect it and it made me so happy it made my heart smile and uh yeah we my daughter saw it and she thought it was the coolest thing ever and uh it was it was really cute um but yeah it's the 48th anniversary um watching some videos crowds are still low uh I really it's it's weird I think like I mentioned before, I think on the days that they have the Mickey's Not So Scary Halloween Party, people don't want to pay to go to the parks because you can only stay up until a certain time and then you get kicked out. Because you have to pay an extra, I don't even know what it is, like $85 or something to stay for the party. Mm-hmm. So you only have a limited time there. So I think on these days, a lot of people are opting not to go to the Magic Kingdom. So crowds are very low. Yeah, we watched a couple of the parade videos. We watched some uh, things. We've had it running in the background the last uh, last couple of days. You know, the, the kids are starting to get into it. We're doing the Halloween movie nights. They watched yeah. Hocus Pocus last weekend okay. for the first time. Didn't realize the use of the word virgin uh, about 50 times <laughs> in Hocus Pocus. So my, my older one goes, what, what did he say? I go, he said person. Oh, person. Okay, but good. I mean, I Jesus Christ! I'm saying that virgin this, virgin that, virgin, virgin, virgin. I'm like, what would a you Disney have, movie? What would you have said if she said, "Dad, what does the word virgin mean?" Would you have explained I, it? I would have said, I don't know. You would have said you don't know. I said something Italian or something. I don't know. <laughs> Italian. Yeah, something French. I don't know, some weird foreign language. I'm okay. not having those conversations. Yeah, like, it's funny. Like my my wife will say, like you know, my, she's my older one. It's just she's so emotional <laughs> and she'll say well you know you think it's bad now you think in a couple years i go whoa whoa <laughs> hold the freaking phone <laughs> uh, we break. are not even going anywhere down the road thinking that far okay wow. like, let's say uh, i will sit there and dodge the word virgin over and over before <laughs> i think about that but yeah ho- hocus pocus uh it holds up in a way not, not 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 so much in some ways but um 
for a Disney movie, it definitely wouldn't have got made under the Disney banner if it was made today. That's for damn sure. Disney is dark. I tell you, there are things in Disney that will blow your mind. You just have to study and look things up. And it's just like, how is this Disney related? Like, they're dark. But anyway. I'll tell you um, what. I'll tell you, just Disney related. So uh, I've had uh, my family members that are my Disney uh, my my Disney peeps, my uh, my uncle and aunt down in, uh, in Orlando. They live in Tallahassee, but basically feel like they live in Orlando, listening to the show and liking what they're hearing with the Disney talk. Awesome. And I don't know. I feel like um, my, my uncle might be a, a pretty uh, – he might be a pretty good guest when he gets down to Disney World. He's, the guy, he's the guy who got me into wrestling. Uh, way back in 1987, so he's got some uh, some deep ties to the wrestling and the Disney connection here. You know what? Maybe if he goes to one of the parks, we can get him on his phone, and he could do a little yeah, little uh, won't be live, but um, we could record some of the yeah. I wonder if he's. I say I, I forgot to ask him. We were talking about it last night, and I don't know if he's either going around the same time that you are. Or he's going okay. right before you are. I can't remember, but I mean, they go a few times a year. He said there's a chance the next trip might be when we go with them in April. Um, mm-hmm. But besides that, I said you might become like a character in the universe here, like you know Jimmy Kimmel's Uncle Sal. I said you I might know be, you might be a character in the Eyes we Up can, Here universe. <laughs> we can use a, a sidekick, so that would be fun. Yeah, very Absolutely. funny. We'll um, see. Uh, we'll, we'll see what happens. But the Disney, yeah. yeah, the Disney bond is very strong in the Barclay roots. Very nice. Very so, nice. Um, there, there you go. But um, oh, you know, excited oh. here for a couple of minutes. I, I sent the link to our guests. Okay, so Shelby, we'll just. Uh... Shall be joining us soon, and this could be a portion that I do cut out because I like for the guests to to pop on. Okay. Um, um, so real quick, uh, yeah. the, the eyeliner's been running. Your eyeliner? I'm, no, the skyliner. Oh, I thought you said your the eyeliner Disney- <laughs> is running. I was saying, well, you were just crying for like five minutes. No, I know. I'm, I'm a mess. <laughs> no, the Disney skyliner has been running. I'm a little terrified to use it. Um, okay. It's really high. Have you seen anything about it? Have I mean, you I watched? Know, I know the skyliner, but I don't. It's, it's, uh, it's really high up there. And like, I don't like heights. And I promised everybody that we were going to try it. I'm really nervous about getting on this thing. It's it's like a ride in itself, actually. It's um, so weird. Like I feel like it's kind of like t- like 30 years past when it probably should have been installed. I guess. Well, they had it before. <laughs> right? Yeah. They ha- yeah, they had them back in the day, and they got rid of them. They got they rid of it been- though. But yeah. It's like it seems like it's outdated for them to bring something like that back to. Well, it's uh, it's not a ride. It's just a transportation. No, but system. still, it's like it's come on. And what are we at a ski lodge? I think it's well. I I think it's a great idea, but I I also think it's a terrifying idea, and um, <laughs> I I might just videotape myself on there just for shits and giggles because I think it's going to be a big uh, a big uh, cluster for myself, and I'm going to be very scared. It's very high up. I didn't realize how high it was until I watched the video. Really high. Now, if I may. I'd like to jump in here very briefly because now I know you like to do the introductions, but this one's a little too close for you to, to be so, uh, so kind to this gentleman because I don't don't want you to get emotional again, but (laughs) I I'm just so happy. Uh, the (laughs) universes of the, the TMPT empire cross as we welcome in here for the first time on eyes up here. And I say the first time because this will not be his last time. He will be back. (laughs) In any way we could possibly get him back oh, on. Oh, no. <laughs> your good buddy, 
your your former counterpart, your partner in crime. Former. Well, I mean, you know, you guys are back sporadically, but you're We're back, baby. You're back, but I'm very happy to welcome in our buddy, the franchise Shane Douglas. Shane, what's up, buddy? Hey, hey. hi. Hold on, hold on. Let's have a little shot of my little espresso here. It's got a little tiny espresso that will go. Uh, that's like a big gulp, oh, 80, 84 ounce cup you got there, buddy. Yeah. Nice. That's the, yeah, that's the lifeblood of the franchise during the uh, first. I, I, I'm sitting backstage and I, I'm sitting there with my hair all messed up. I see Franny's putting her makeup on and doing all the pretty <laughs> stuff. And well, I you look like that all the time. Um, that's my secret, so shut up. Nobody's supposed to know. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Me, me, a little sore, but. You know, what the hell? Like Paul Stanley said, if you want to be a politician, don't bitch when you have to wear a tie, right? There you go. <laughs> there you go. So um, would you like to discuss our recent rompings in North Carolina? Hell yeah. Okay. So what you? Fun. It was a lot of fun. What did you think of the show? Because we, we talked about it briefly last, uh, last week, and um, yeah. I wanted to get your take on it. I, I, you, know, you and I sat out and watched, what, probably 75, 80% of the show, and I a little bit more than you before that. I thought it was a hell of a show. Uh, mm -hmm. That, uh, everybody on the show seemed like they were really, you know, giving it up their all in the ring. You know, I wish it would have been more heavily attended. I think that she'll be able to sell, a, you know, a shitload of uh, DVDs from that because it was a great show. Right. It was all, it was all stars. Like, the, it was all names. Yeah. It, it just Loaded. blew my mind. I, I really believe it was the location yeah. that screwed us up. Right? Yeah. I agree. I mean, like when we got in that van to drive over, you know, we were talking and having fun most of the way over, but I didn't notice going through any towns or any shopping areas. It seemed like mm -mm. we were way out in the boondocks. <laughs> That's what a lot of people said. It was difficult for like other towns to get to where we were. Yeah. And people didn't even want to try to find us. <laughs> Nobody. <laughs> that wasn't even. Well, it's a shame because they missed the hell of a wrestling show, right? Uh, they did. They did. So we worked with Stevie. Yep. And uh, it was, uh, we were saying it was like an old school ECW match. Uh, yep. Lots of fun. Didn't kill kill yourself or anything. Um, right. Do you prefer working like with guys that you're familiar with? Or do you like find it's more like, do you like the challenge of working with like a new, uh, not so much a new talent, but like somebody that you've never worked with before? Uh, at this stage, I, I like I prefer to work with guys that I've, I'm familiar with, eh, because I know that they're safe. Uh, right. I see a lot of stuff that's being done in the ring, like this, you know, past Wednesday night. You know, seeing things that I understand pushing the envelope. I mean, we we, we were, I guess we're the, the forerunners of that, but you know, when you're pushing the envelope to the point that you're getting dangerous with it, you know, and, and holding your breath and hoping that your opponent doesn't get hurt. Uh, so, and I don't mean to imply that any young kid that I'd be getting in the ring with would do that, uh, because I would certainly be controlling the match. Uh, but I, I just, you know, like you know, from performance point of view, if I've got my back turned and you're swinging a kick at me, and I turn and I can easily get my teeth knocked out, and that's the kind of stuff I see going on uh, with, with regularity. So I tend to make sure that I'm in the ring with guys that I know, like Stevie, uh, who I think's become a hell of a talent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I, I like familiarity myself, but, um, you know, it, it was a really fun, just, it, it brought me back like 20 years, yeah. you know, just, just being with the guys that we're so used to working with. So I had the best time. It was great. 
Well, uh, let's um, talk about your performance for a second. You, you were, you, you, without getting into the particulars, you're you're not a hundred percent physically, no, right? No, but, but you still. And, and we talked about this on the podcast previously. Your timing was impeccable. Uh, it, 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 there was no rust whatsoever there. Uh, all the timing spots that that were there, you hit them right on cue. Uh, you know, it, it, what, what more can you really ask for? Uh, well, I thank you for that, but I want to get in there and like beat people up and I can't do it. (laughs) I hate that. I hate it so much. It's, it's frustrating. Yeah. But the fans got what they wanted to see from you. Uh, you you look fantastic. Uh, the fans want to see, I always talk about it on every interview I do. And nostalgia is a powerful opiate and, uh, Fans want to go back, especially now because of where the, the industry has gone, and they want to beckon back to that stuff. Uh, you know, I, it, for me, I, I'm surprised that people are still booking us or wanting to. But you see the response. <laughs> but you see the you see the response that it gets, right? And it's and it's, and it's ingratiating, you know, to, to know that anybody still remembers us all these years later and still wants to see us. I mean, obviously, we must have done something right. Uh, yeah, I I just. I was saying like walking cause that walking to the ring, it was, it was a little bit of a walk. It was a, yeah. Yeah. And as I'm walking, I'm, I'm, I'm channeling me from like 20 years ago. Right. <laughs> and then I'm saying, I look friggin' ridiculous right now. Cause <laughs> I, I'm like 47. Like what is going on? You know? And it's just, uh, but I said, that's, that's what they want to see. You yeah. know, as ridiculous as I think I look maybe to them, it doesn't look so bad. I don't know, but I just, it's it's so weird to be to try to play this character that I played twenty years ago, and I'm not twenty something. I'm forty something. <laughs> yeah. It's hey, well, that's ridiculous. That's the, mother, that's the mother in you. You're, you're imagining if your son and daughter were out there in the audience. Oh God, no, <laughs> no, uh-uh, no. Because this time I wore, I tried to wear something, you know, a little more sexy than the yeah. first time. A little, little more, but then I was like, "What the hell am I doing? Like this is ridiculous." But it was so comfortable, and nothing fell out, and I had to hide the chain. Like I had the the chain in my boobs, you know, because it wouldn't fit in my boot, and I'm trying to hold my boobs off, and I'm like, "Oh, this is this is a big to do over here." But um, yeah, it was great. Just imagine twenty years, we'll be able to look forward to the day when you wear maxi skirts and take a walker (laughs) down to the ring, and (laughs) I can I can take out. Take out my dentures as a foreign object for you to use. That's going to be great. Oh my goodness! Everything from not popping out. That's true. It's true. No, it was it was a good time. I mean, I I tell you constantly, I'm so nervous just because of everything. Like, uh, because I haven't worked in a long time, I'm afraid I'm going to forget things. I don't know how people are going to take to me. And then once we're out there, it's just like we're in a time machine again, and it's just so comfortable. Um, So, like. Honestly, you're the only person, maybe you and maybe, you know, another one of the ECW people, but I am so content on just taking these bookings when you're with me because I feel, <laughs> no, seriously, like I feel safe um, I, and I feel comfortable, you know what yeah. I mean? And I, I just, at this stage in the game, like I don't really have to hustle every weekend because, you know, I'm doing this as an extra. I'm right. not doing it to survive. I'm doing it as, as, as an extra. But, um, 
you know, it's it's just so nice to just walk into a locker room and see familiar faces and, and know that you're going to be taken care of. So I'm really enjoying, you know, the stint with you and, and the time that we're working because it's just, it's That's fun. Awesome. Yeah, it's yeah, comfortable it's awesome. and it's fun. Um, I say as much as I miss home and miss the kids, it's it's a little break and it's a good time. So um, yeah, I, I, I love I, I really loved it. Uh, we were talking about me getting stranded there. That wasn't fun. Um, but other than that, I mean, you know, Bambi's been wonderful and her yes, family yes. top notch. I can't even Absolutely. put them over enough. But um, yeah, yeah they, so they gave us incredible hospitality. They really did. Really, really much. Very much appreciated. Yeah, they really did. But now we're not working together until March, which is sad. Cause well, it's, it's you know. That right around the corner. Yeah, that can change it. <laughs> Honestly, as fast as these months are going by, I'd say, yeah, Blinken will be there, right? Uh, right, exactly. Do you have anything coming up? Yeah, just uh, tomorrow I'm going to be down in Beckley, West Virginia, and then next week, uh, uh, God, brain fart. Somewhere, New York? No, I think New York's the week following. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, oh, New York. Point. Sorry, I know everybody's schedules. When you do shows with both people, I kind of, I, I kind of remember everybody's schedules without. Uh, I could be the fill-in guy for that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you're working for um, you're working for Brian for uh, Kurt Hawkins. Uh, yeah, but it's yeah. The New York one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yes, okay. Uh, yeah, he asked me to do that show as well, but at the time I thought I was going to have my surgery, mm. and so I didn't take any bookings for this month, and now I'm waiting to see when i can do it again because uh he doesn't think he has any openings for october so uh, now i'm just ooh. sitting here like are you kidding me i just passed up like eight bookings so breaking yeah. news that's breaking news breaking uh, yeah you heard it first dun, 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 dun. <laughs> uh, so we'll see what happens um, I've, got a, I've got a scalpel <laughs> You know, Shane, this, you did go to medical school, so what can you at, do? At this point, for it being my third time, I might let you do it because it's not working. Something's going yes. wrong, so yes, I, I need some help. A little slice, not not a big deal. Let me um, let me jump in here if I can for a second because I, I yeah. want I want to be the moderator for you too. So you obviously when you guys take the bookings and you you get to be in Shane's corner and Shane gets to have you in his corner. It's it's a really cool nostalgic thing, like you said. Shane said and it's nostalgia's a drug. Everybody loves it. You can't get enough of it. But Shane, when you look back to when Francine and you were both paired together for the first time, you know what what are you where where have you seen you two grow together? Like how have you? You kind of anticipated this growth over a 20 plus year period um, team, what you guys both did. Did you think when you got together the first time that you guys would have such a, a long history together? No, I, I, I could never. <laughs> no. No, 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 because in the business, you know, everything was so fast changing then. You know, it, it's, you know, like Johnny and I were together, Ricky and I were together. You know, there was this revolving door thing that went on. Uh, but I could see with Francine that first time I came, the first day I came back, the first time I'd ever met Francine was uh, Lost Battalion Hall. I had got, finally gotten out of that bizarro world called the WWF and was so happy to be back in, in ECW, back home with my brothers and sisters. And a lot of new faces were there. Francine was one of them. And that night she was with the Pitbulls. And after the show, they were doing uh, promos. And I could, she, you look so unsteady and nervous. And I, I just pulled her aside and, you know, said, just, you know, have fun with it. And, and Paul 
told me later that that's where he saw the chemistry come in. When we were first together, Franny was a was a fantastic student, like just willing to listen and learn uh, every night. And over a very brief period of time, you know, having known how long it takes to forge a chemistry with somebody like Johnny or, or Ricky. Uh, later, when I would do commentary with Joey Styles, it, it, there was a learning curve there, like not to step on him and stuff. Um, and Francine and I had hit a groove very quickly. Like she would know instinctively where, you know, it might be time for us to take a break in the ring and she would pull the attention, uh, her timing on the spots that she would have to do that were pretty critical for, for the world heavyweight title matches. Uh, she, she nailed them every time. And, and so once you get to a point where you're working with somebody that, uh, that, you know, you can rely on, uh, especially, you know, I took world title matches very seriously, obviously. And knowing that I could count on, okay, I know Franny's going to be taking the time right now, uh, taking the attention, or here comes a timing spot, and not worrying, like, where the hell is she? Uh, <laughs> you know, that, that was comfortable. That made it easy. How about you, Francine? Same question, but vice versa. Yeah, I, I, um, I always tried to, like, listen to the whole match um, instead of just listening to, like, where my spot was. You know what I mean? So, because right. I always wanted to know what they were doing. Like, I, uh, there's no way I remembered every single thing, but I wanted to know three or four spots before I had to do something, so I would be ready and I would be prepared. Um, yeah, Shane, Shane coming over to me that night was very, very helpful. I and you told me this story before, but I didn't know that that's where Paul had got that from. Um, like, I always remember, I say this all the time, Paul used to call us Sue Ellen and um, JR. <laughs> and, you know, and that's a, that was an old show called Dallas for those youngins listening. Um, and we were the heels and, and we were Sue Ellen and JR. And that's how he saw us. And he also saw uh, Shane as the quarterback and me as the head cheerleader. Um right which was a pun in itself and we won't even go there. Uh, but, um, you know, but no, that's okay. Um, but yeah, er like every single week you pick up on things that your partner does and vice versa. And it was just like, it was so instant, the chemistry yeah. that Shane and I had it. We, we just clicked from, from that moment, we just clicked. And it was like every week I just started feeling more and more comfortable and more and more confident too. Yeah. Um, and it was just, it was easy. Like it, it, it was easy to work with you. You know, you, you always made me shine, which I'm super thankful for. Um, yeah. Like you knew how to utilize a girl in your match and yeah. some guys didn't care about who was out there, but <laughs> it, it's it, well, that, that's the way it is. But I mean, you know, we, we worked well with each other. We did things for each other. We both benefit from each other. So right. why not? You know what I mean? Yeah. And it just, I mean, and 20 years later, we're still <laughs> benefiting from each other. So it's, right. it, if he never left, I am 100% sure we would have been together until that company closed. Yeah. I, without I, a doubt. But I, I think one of the things that lends to that, too, is what we didn't talk about with the show in North Carolina a few weeks ago. Uh, afterwards, we sat up in your room and laughed for another two or three hours drinking <laughs> and telling old stories. But that's what we used to do on the road, right? We'd get in the car yeah. and drive back with Damien and, and uh, 
we'd laugh all the way to the show. We'd laugh all the way coming back from the show. And so it was, aside from our comfort in the ring, there was a comfort, a friendship and a camaraderie outside of the ring that, you know, sort of made all the rest of it seamlessly flow together. You know, so it wasn't like, oh, I don't really like being with this person, but we're going to have a great match tonight. I, we we had a good time together all the time. Uh, yeah. We around each other. Yeah. We, we weren't just making the most of it, so to speak. Right. It, was, it was like it was a genuine admiration, like uh, camaraderie and yeah. which which spilled from personal to professional back to personal. It was never right. really work. And we, we've discussed this so many times. I have never, ever had a job that I was looking forward to going to, except for working with ECW. My stomach would turn when I had to get on that airplane and go for WWE. Yeah. I despised it, despised mm. it. And I'm grateful for the opportunity again. I don't right. want to sound like a bitch about it. Right. It just wasn't for me. And I tried it and it and I did not like it. Um I tried to create the magic, so to speak, in other locker rooms. Some came close, but nothing ever hit the mark like ECW did. It was there. There is never going to be another locker room that can hold a candle to what we had. Never. I, I don't care who you are, what you do. For me, that was the epitome of uh just camaraderie family friendship like of course there were there, there were little times when yeah. when we had our ups and downs and and people did this and that but as a as a whole i can tell you we all have each other's backs and we always will and how, and how many times did we empty the dressing room out in support of that right you know, oh you know, absolutely the building Everybody it, fought for each other. I mean, who does that? Yeah. <laughs> who does that? Well, you know, for me, I, I think a reason it really became so comfortable is I'd been around the business, you know, I think about 11 years at that point, And I had come into the business hearing stories from guys like Bruno and Dominic and Zabisco about the road that they experienced. And I had never seen that. As a kid in the business in UWF, NWA, Continental, WCW, uh, I, it was still all enthralling to me because I was still building my career and, you know, working in dressing rooms with incredible talent. So there was always an aspect of it that was enthralling to me. But I never saw that camaraderie that I'd heard Bruno Dominic and Zabisco and, and Valiant and all those older guys talk about until ECW. And I remember okay. early on coming from the from the ring and walking in and everybody sitting around the table watching the monitor would, would give you a standing ovation and pop. And yep. you would and, and reciprocate with that. You know, it, you always had the feeling that no matter who you were working, A, you knew that they were going to work their ass off with you and not never lazy. And B, that everybody in that dressing room was back there urging you on, hoping to nail it. And yeah. I, I never felt that anywhere else before or since. Agreed. Crazy. And look at how it lasted, you know, this long. I think even from 10 years ago when that was like the last big ECW resurgence, you saw all the, the shows would pop up, WWE obviously, and the DVDs. Uh, but I feel like now as the convention scene has blown up, I think people are dialing in a little bit more to ECW than even 10 years ago because now they're thriving for this competition, th th thriving for some of those dream matches that maybe they thought never existed that they get to see. So you guys, your staying power more than anything, I think is the, uh, the essential key to ECW. They're still chanting ECW yeah. at shows. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, I, I think, I think a big part of that too is, you know, the nostalgia is a part of it, but 
the, the chemistry across what we're talking about, Franny and I are talking about right now, the dressing room, there's a genuineness to it, you know, and, and, you know, when you turn on some of the other shows more recent, uh, you don't get that feeling, you know, the, the interaction, the banter between like in the, in the skits and vignettes and things looks forced and contrived. looks like they're trying to remember a script. Uh, we'd be in the back doing promos after the show till three, four, five, six in the morning and sitting around cutting up and laughing. And it, 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 there, it, there was a genuineness that we all appreciated each other. And like Franny said, there were times when like any family, you know, the little skirmishes and stuff here and there between different talents, me being one of them mostly. Uh, but, <laughs> there, but there was a genuineness between everybody that I knew if, if, if the, the audience came after me like they did with us when we did the, the halo throwdown, right. I knew that that dressing room was was back there for that. They were our army, you know. And and I, you know, it, 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 again, you, you don't. It's you're, it's like beating a dead horse. But I've never seen that anywhere else before or since. <laughs> I've never seen an army have a balls Mahoney, so I don't. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> or a big Dick Dudley. Yeah, or a big, yeah, or Hack Myers. There's happened. never been a Hack Myers in the <laughs> yeah. army. Hey, before we uh, we kind of get to uh, the wrap up with you, Shane, I, I got to throw this out there for you guys in North Carolina. I'm sure people still blur the line. Do people still think you guys are uh, an item? Do they think? And I know they always thought you have been, but do they still ask they you guys? They well, do. We're sitting, we're sitting in the same room across from each other. Is that right? what <laughs> I'm staring at his feet right now. <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, it does. People always say they all still to this day they'll say like if I'm by myself at an appearance they'll say where's your husband. And I go, oh, he's home. And they go, oh, is he still wrestling? <laughs> and I go, I go, well, who who do you think my husband is? Oh, it's Shane. And I'm like, oh, did, did we get married? You know. And then this one goes, well, we do have two children. We each have two children. Are they the same two children? And I'm yeah. just like, you're killing me. You're killing. To this day, people still think we're together, which I find hilarious. Hilarious. It's, it's crazy. You know, I mean, especially with like, you know, back when I was breaking the business, the Internet thing didn't exist. Right. But today, everything you'd think is pretty much known. You know, you, you know although the birth and Chad knows this, the birth date on my Wikipedia is wrong. So <laughs> I was. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's amazing to me that after all these years and how many interviews the two of us have done and discussed this at length. <laughs> uh, that there are still, even in the business, you know, the, the, some boys are going, come, come on, like you guys, we were professionals. It, it was like we were on a movie set, you know, we, yeah. were, we were doing what, what professionals had to do and, and, and enjoyed it. You know, and people still me, don't believe me. <laughs> they well, like still said, don't believe me. And I'm just like, okay. See, see the split screen. Let me get my hand right. The split screen right here. We're actually sitting across the table from each other right now. <laughs> right. Just, <laughs> I'm, I'm, yeah, we're playing footsie as we're sitting here. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Like, I there there would be no reason to lie, especially 20 years later. Right. In my opinion, like, why lie about it? But it's but, it's. But you, but, but you know what that says is that says that those. The, the emotional attachment of those fans that still do believe that or think that there's some line being blurred tells you that what we did, at least tells me what we did, not only had staying power, but it had staying power because it had emotional attachment to those fans. I'm talking about the boys. Oh, yeah. yeah <laughs> I'm not talking too. about the fans. <laughs> they, the boys think that I'm still lying about it, and I'm not. And I just, like I said, there's no reason to lie. You know, I would admit it, but it's just, it, you, you have always been such a 
like older brother type of yeah. mentor for me. Um, and I, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> well, hey, you were married at, and that's another thing. He's married at the time, and he that's would wear it. He would wear right now. I'm married, so <laughs> you know. But he would wear his wedding ring. Yeah, and I would like I'd say like. It, it, to me, I, I felt like you should take your wedding ring off in the ring because that would make the illusion that much because they knew we weren't married. But no, he wore his wedding ring and I respect that because that, you know, he was a married man and that's fine. But even when he wore his his ring, it made me look like such a whore. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. Like, OK, for the fans, I, it's, a, it's, it's an illusion for the boys in the back. I look like a trollop and a tramp and a whore and I hate I hated it I hated it but I played the part and I just kept my mouth shut and I went along with everything and people snickered and I heard things and I could never defend myself because it was the gimmick and blah 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 and oh my god but you look you were cool you were like you were so cool me not so much so um to, yeah. to that end, uh, you know, my closer friends in the dressing room, I got along with everybody pretty much, but like Taz and Perry Saturn and Chris and Bam Bam, they would at different times confront me and, and talk about what a hypocrite I was. And, you know, because I would always talk about my marriage and, and things, and, 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 you know, backstage. And they would say, you know, every weekend you're coming out here and doing this. And I, again, I couldn't smarten them up. You could. You could. You bastard. You know it would have leaked to the Meltzer and Keller. Oh, please. Like, they report anything real anyway. Please. (laughs) Give me a break. Negative five stars for that. That's what I say. I was just playing a role. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. That's when I did Taz's podcast a year ago, and we talked about this, and Taz is like, yeah, I always believed it. And then one day Shane kind of smartened me up that it wasn't. And I was like, really? And I was like, dude, come on. You're killing me. But I mean, you know, it, it, we always said, if you can fool the boys, you're yeah. damn sure going to fool the fans. So I guess we had everybody fooled. And hey, uh, well, way off the subject, I, I do have to bring. Thank you. you. Up, uh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> what, how long has your podcast been on the air now? How many episodes? Uh, this well, is number number four, counting a preview episode. So num- four, four. four and a half, really. So, but you've had other guests on before. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me just say something. I sent you a text yesterday. Yeah. You took twenty four hours to get back to me. I I I, I know. I, I had spoken with Chad. I was literally mm-hmm. on the run. Like I, as soon as right. we get done here, I've got to sure. run out again and do do more. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, so, Shane, Shane, I lobbied for you. Oh, you, you, you're shit. Did he throw you, me out of the bus? No, but I, it, it just look, things fell on my lap. If I can't get a hold of you, I can't count on you. So I wanted, I wanted to have you, and I, now I do. You, so you this is great. On, can't count on me. I can't count on you to get back to me within a certain time frame. <laughs> I'm and horrible you know at stuff. Thank you. You know I'm correct, but you know I told you from day one I wanted you on. Don't yeah, be mad. No, no I'm, I'm just please because because from the time you've been playing this, because uh, I knew Chad was going to be working with you on it. 
to everybody out there, full disclosure, Franny Diz, you've been an open invitation all along, but this is the first opportunity I've been able to do it Thank on you. this beautiful Friday afternoon or morning. Is it still morning? Well, it's actually well, it's Monday. Still, technically Monday, Shane. It's technically Monday. 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 It's Monday. Somebody's got a case of the Mondays. He thinks it's Friday. <laughs> it airs on Monday. but um, on, this, on this beautiful Monday morning. That's right. <laughs> it's going to be raining. Um, it's going to be like cats and dogs on Monday now. Yeah. Now, you're a busy man, so I thank you for coming on. Um, I will, have me on. I'll have you back, you know, for sure. several times, I'm sure. Um, but I will talk to you and um, enjoy your, well, enjoy your week. Can't okay. say enjoy your weekend, but enjoy yeah. your week. Be before he goes, let's get those, uh, let's get those beautiful plugs out. Where can we hear the franchise yes. and uh, where can we see the franchise? Well, the, the, you can hear the franchise on the, the Triple Threat podcast. Uh, let me see if I can remember these at the top of my head. Uh, on Twitter at the three, the number three threat uh pod right did i get yep. that right mm -hmm. uh and you get the franchise at franchise sd at twitter i i don't get on facebook anymore uh and i even twitter again as busy as i am i, I have a really tough time and i apologize to everybody for not being able to get on there as much to respond uh i say every week i'm going to and every and next thing i know it's you know the week has flown by but uh i do enjoy the interactions and try to get back to as many people as i can and uh you know so I, I promise to give my wrestler's honor promise that uh, I will do my best to try to get back to everybody. Wrestler's <laughs> honor is the, the shit. So <laughs> that means, that means he'll get back to you in three weeks. So just take that into consideration, but um, thank you for coming on. And in all honesty and sincereness, I do love you and Same respect here. everything that you've done for the business. And for me, I'm going to take the opportunity to thank you right now although i thank you i thank you all the time yeah, but for yeah. the fans i do thank you and i look forward to hopefully next year doing more yeah. um because you Get know i think there. next year might be my last run i don't know but uh i said 20 years from now the maxi skirts and the uh push-up bras and, i don't know i and think the walker. i think you and i should remake the dudes and come out with surfboards no, I was skateboard 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 <laughs> That hey, surfboard was with, with uh, Sandman. We need skateboards. I saw something last night. I was watching the Thursday, a, a little bit of the Thursday night football game, uh, and the the Seahawks. You know, now wearing the neon green took thirty years, but the dynamic dudes have had an impact. On yeah. the there you go. Well, we can bring anything we want back. So think about it and let me know. Let me know what you want to so, do. Hey, <laughs> always great work. We appreciate you having me on, and, and we'll do this again real soon. All right, Shane. Thank you. Good seeing you. See Thanks, you, guys. Shane. Take bye, buddy. Bye-bye. So there he was. That was fun. He came and went. You know, he and did. I, didn't, I didn't get a chance to to, to heartfelt uh, say what I want to say, but, I mean, just to be associated with you two guys and, and the way we do the podcast, it's really an honor for me to think back to 1995 and to be a fan watching you guys do your thing uh, from the start. It's very cool to be entrenched in your world, so I appreciate the both Aww. of you for allowing me the opportunity to do so. Chad, you're so cute. Thank you. It's been oh. fun. It's fun. You know, that, that, that I'm telling you, it's genuine. It's just... It's just fun. It's, it's, gosh, I'm so lucky at this stage to be blessed to be able to travel and have fun and make money and be with people that I trust and, and love. And I'm, I'm so lucky. Like, who does this? You know, everybody keeps telling me, like, all the bumps that you took, this is your reward. This is, 
the reward that you have now, you get to come out, you get to do these signings and have fun in the ring and not kill yourself, make some money, have a good time. Yeah. It's my it's my reward. So um all those bumps and bruises. That's what it's all keep, about down the road. Keep rewarding me because I, you know, hopefully next year I want to do as much as possible and work as much as possible. And um I wanna start going to towns that I haven't been to in a long time, you know. Um, so right now I'm I'm working on WrestleCon, hopefully in Tampa yeah. for April. I'm hoping to get my butt down there and um whatever falls on my lap, I'm ready. Ready they, to go. They just announced it's gonna be at uh George Steinbrenner Field where the Yankees uh, have their their spring training, but also they're like, you know, they have a summer and you know I think low A uh farm team down there. But that's a pretty cool venue choice. So uh are we indoors? Or are we I'm under- not hundred percent sure because I'm sure they have some sort of event space, but it's not. I don't know if it's that big, um, but I just thought that was pretty cool. Uh, you know, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a different location and just a hotel. You know, George Steinbrenner Field. Nothing to shake a stick at. I saw people tweeting like, "Oh no, uh, Tampa, Florida, ninety degrees outside. No, I'll think I'll pass." And then I read something like, "No, it's going to be." I don't know if we're indoors or if they if they're gonna have tents set up. Like I don't know how it's gonna be working out. Yeah, it's um, probably just the biggest space they could find that had an open area. You know. Yeah. Because I think WrestleCon has to adhere to a certain mile radius from the venue of WrestleMania. Uh, I'm pretty sure. So I've done it for do. chi- for Chiller. I was under tents outside, freezing. Oh, freezing so cold because it was in, you know, uh, I've done chillers twice a year. I've done both. But the other one is is Halloween time. Sometimes it's like 40 degrees and you're (laughs) you're wearing a gimmick outfit and you're in a tent and it's freezing and there's no heat. And, you know, (laughs) they say um, they go, I don't remember you wearing that fur coat. When did you guys? (laughs) (laughs) Hilarious. Um, Yeah, but I'm I'm just trying to. plan for next year and, and hopefully Shane and I'll have a lot to do next year. Um, trying to get on the same page with a lot of the bookings. So, uh, we'll keep you posted, but I'm working on it. There's a lot of things I'm working on, Chad. Yeah, you really are. My, well, my I, brand is expanding. It is. And we, you know, we expanded the Patreon is where we're pushing everybody. If you want to see this on video, I'll tell you what, I mean, I do a show every week with the franchise. His it started off a little spotty. His video is never as good. Uh, it was when we good. do our show on a brand, when we do the, the show on Vince Russo's brand, never looks as good as it did. I don't know if he was in a different room or moved halfway to the left or something, but <laughs> Patreon uh, exclusive. Patreon exclusive. Uh, sign up. Um, there there are so many cool things and benefits for being a Patreon member. Uh, not only the video. Uh, we have the Discord page that we're going to start. We're going to pick a day. We're going to go in there. We're going to chat it up. Uh, every member that signs for the $25 or $100 level uh, after being a patron for a month is going to get a, a signed and personalized um, 8x10 from me as a thank you for joining. Um, we still have spots open uh, if you want to come on and you want to be a co-host for one of our episodes here. Um, no other uh, podcast offers that. So it's a wonderful opportunity to come on, chat with us, and uh, put yourself over to your friends. Who does yeah. that? No, Everybody so can cool. watch you. I, I think it's amazing. So um, just check out the page. It's affordable for everyone. Um, I think it's a great idea. 
Yeah, I, I, I said it last week. You'd never know if you catch lightning in a bottle. You know, you might be the next breakout podcast star. You might step in front of your microphone and say, you know what? I got something here. And you could end up uh, starting your own deal and, and having a successful career. All because you signed up to that tier on Patreon. Which on please, Patreon. Head on over. Absolutely. It's patreon.com slash Francine Podcast. And get all the information there. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. It's cool to see you grow. It's only a few weeks in. So we're still trying to get our, uh, our wings under us here and, and feel it out. I mean, there's a lot of choices, but we hope you uh, choose us because we're going to try to make it, uh, we're going to make it fun. We got a leather, we got an exclusive little video that we recorded uh, before we started this show today mm. that we're going to be putting up there. So you can find out what Francine had to say about the AEW debut. So if you haven't had a chance to see that posted anywhere, that's where it's going to be. It's going to be on patreon.com slash Francine uh, podcast. And again, you know, a couple weeks in, I'm, I'm having a great time and uh, it's very cool to see that part of your life now come in the, the relationship with Shane. Cause I know it's played such a, uh, a big factor in everything that's happened from the moment you guys got paired together on so oh, gosh. Cool to put that together. Totally made me who I am in this business. Um, just when being with him just elevated me to the, utmost of levels and i'm shocked that we're still going going <laughs> strong 20 years later it, it's crazy it's like we never missed a step and we it's a time machine we're literally going but we might not look the same but performance wise we're still we still have that flow and we're just blending perfectly with each other and it is a treat to see live so if you ever get the chance to see shane and i uh yeah. Like I said, I think the next time we're together is in March, but uh, hopefully something will come up before then and um, we'll get to work. So uh, good times ahead. Yeah. I'm excited. Well, let's wrap it up here for uh, episode four. If you want to learn everything else going on in the TMPT Empire, head on over to TMPTEmpire.com. It's just it's a couple weeks in itself. It's a brand new website. Kind of feeling it out. Got a homepage up there and creating individual web pages for each of the podcasts under the TMPT banner to include eyes up here to include the triple threat podcast, which you can get every week on video and audio by subscribing to Vince Russo's, the brand, the brand new JJ Dillon podcast. And of course the flagship, the two man power trip of wrestling podcast interview show. Come join us. We uh, we're having a lot of fun. So uh, hit us up on Twitter at wrestling pal and at two man power trip for more info on that. So Francine, I'm going to hand it over to you and uh, let you take us out. Sure. Uh, follow me, if you would, on all my social media platforms. It's at ECWD for Francine. Uh, we have a YouTube. We have, uh, or I have, rather. <laughs> I have a YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook fan page. Um, I go live on YouTube, answer some questions, do a live stream. It's really fun. And um, I guess that's about it. Patreon. Just, just look, take a look at it, see what you could afford. It would be perfect if you signed up now. You get the whole month. Um, yeah, and I, I just hope everybody has a great week. Again, thank you all for your love and support. Um, couldn't do it without you guys, and I couldn't do it without Chad. So thank you, Chad. Yay. It's a pleasure, and uh, God bless everyone. That's a wrap. This podcast was a presentation of the two-man power trip of wrestling's podcast empire.